Hey, and welcome to the Nobody's Famous Podcast. What do we think about the celebrities that argue that they don't have privacy anymore? The funny part is I didn't even know the show's name until we got inside. Great, thanks for yeah. following. <laughs> Stick around and join us on our journey to explore the wonderful stories of people you've never heard of. All right, everybody, we are back on the Nobody's Famous Podcast. We are back with a very special guest with us today, Farah Masoud. It's a very... Uh, a big pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for being with us. So uh, Farah, you are an English teacher teaching grades 8, 9, and 10, and already sounds like a mouthful and a very difficult job. So just to bring it to the pandemic uh, or the current situation, um, you've been doing some e-learning classes online, and, and what has that experience been like? Um, it was really tough and challenging at the beginning, I have to be honest. Uh, especially that it happened really fast. Uh, we weren't expecting it. We weren't prepared. Being behind a screen uh, made me a bit anxious at the beginning because I wasn't used to it. It was out of my comfort zone. Also, uh, another uh, challenge, uh, challenge I faced at the beginning was uh, creating the assignments. Uh, that was very time-consuming for us because we had to prepare everything from scratch for the students without complicating it for them or for ourselves. Uh, so these were the first challenges I faced uh, in uh, distance learning at the beginning. And um, with regards to feedback, giving students feedback and marking, to be honest, I found it easier to do it electronically than written, for sure. <laughs> for well, yeah, sure. okay, that's, that's good. I mean, did you yeah. feel that your relationship with the students actually uh, grew actually because because of this like they are more conscious that you know they have to be more attentive in, in yes you know yes it did. and the fact uh, the, the fact that I, I believe because I do talk to my students you know not necessarily always about mm -hmm. uh, work or assignments and they really I feel like we appreciate each other's existence around each other yeah. more now yeah, yeah you know? I, do you think that possibly in the future um, that e-learning could replace, for example, a school could be fully uh, digital. Do you think that's possible? Uh, to be honest, um, I mean, e-learning is not really a very new concept that's yeah. being used in education. It's been there for several years. At the moment, I believe that e-learning is a solution um, to reduce redundancy in some way. But, and I believe it's the pilot phase for mm -hmm. e-learning in schools. And I can't really tell you from now, it's too soon. <laughs> it's been only two months, but I can tell you one thing is that we are collecting data for sure from students and from parents. And the schools are actually collecting data from us to see the teacher feedback. Mm -hmm. And I believe based on all the feedback they're getting, this is how we or they will decide to move forward with it in the future. Yeah. Um, I want to I move the conversation around a little bit to, to kind of touch on um, special needs kids. What are teachers doing to, for example, to accommodate? In general, uh, working with uh, students with special needs is double the challenge. So normally what we do is obviously every school has a special needs department. We call it the SEM department. So you have specialized teachers that 
enter the classroom. Uh, they can work with the child in the classroom or they pull out the child, work with them one-on-one -on -one, uh, using different strategies. Uh, what we are doing during distance learning is something a bit similar, but obviously behind the screen. So in our sessions, in our live sessions, we do have the SEN teacher joining the session mm -hmm. in case the child uh, needs assistance or something is not clear. Uh, also, we do always advise and recommend that a parent or a sibling or a caretaker is also sitting with the child on the other end of the screen. And to be very honest, Ali, I have to say this, I really want to give a huge, huge shout out to all the parents and teachers that are dealing with special needs students, really. So it's, it's definitely... It's bigger than what it already was. Okay, I wanna, I wanna ask you a few questions from some of the stories that we put up on our account and then a final uh, uh, personal question to you and then we'll, we'll be done actually. So, um, so a bit of the questions from the stories. So we actually did like polls and I wanna see if you agree with some of these. So, so we'll see if, 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 uh, if you do. So uh, we had a question, are students even benefiting from in-person classes online? 74% uh, said yes, they are, and 26% said no. What do you think? Well, we, I think we discussed it already. I think, I think that um, they're definitely uh, benefiting because they are learning how to interact in a new world. I think that's what, what makes sense the most to me. Yeah, you can learn. You're going to have to learn algebra. You're going to have to learn social studies, history, science all these types of things you're going to learn it either way but i think they are becoming more mature in the fact that they are understanding that there is something like this happening outside in the world and they realize that okay i have to adapt as an individual adapt and change and they're in they're no longer in their comfort zone so to speak well comfort zone is their home but i mean in terms of comfort zone of interacting with people in a very different way so i think they're benefiting from that aspect Definitely. Absolutely. I, I do agree 100% with what you said. And honestly, I also believe that we are very lucky uh, for the technology and the innovation that we have uh, yeah. that has been offered to them immediately. You know, can you imagine uh, not having all that much advanced technology? Where would we be? I honestly ask myself that every day. If we didn't have all of this, you know, uh, the school we the school year would end, the students would literally stop where they are, and that's it. So, I think they are benefiting a lot, like you said. Um, and from my own experience with my students, from what I'm seeing and the results they are giving me, they are really working hard, as though they are in the classroom. Mm. Uh, they still um, they're still motivated by words and they still want teacher praise and they still want to give the best work that they can you know and i see it honestly with uh, with my students um a lot like so far so good thank god honestly and uh, also we always uh, try to give extra support online for students we actually do have optional classes we do optional classes where we are online for an hour so if we have students that are struggling with a certain topic or if they have specific concerns they'd like to share 
or topics they want to discuss so they can just show up online and discuss it with the teacher, you know? So I believe, no, they are benefiting a lot from online classes. I do agree that. Yeah, I think that's, that's uh, a very good point you raise. I mean, uh, for me, I'm the first to say like, I'm a, I'm a geek. So technology is, is definitely my, my, um, you know, friend daily. And I think that if we were back 100 years ago in the Spanish flu, exactly 100 years ago, um, I mean, those students had, had, had suffered a lot in terms of getting their education because definitely they can't go anywhere. So well, that would have been the issue that they would have faced. Um, so, okay, I just move on to the next question. So um, this was a 50-50% split between yes and no. And, <laughs> and the question was, should a pass, fail, or credit, no credit be mandatory during this time? It's interesting that we got a 50-50% on this one. <laughs> Some people said yes. <laughs> I mean, half, half said yes, half said no. said no. Well, to be honest, um, me as a teacher, uh, definitely they deserve to get credit and praise for the work they turn in on daily basis and their performance and definitely but what we are doing what our team is doing is we are 100 percent uh removing and taking their mind off the grading system mm -hmm. we don't talk about grades we don't talk about pass or fail because our main uh objective here is to keep them engaged in learning it's already tough enough to, um, you need to know something with teaching. There needs to come entertainment. If they don't enjoy the lesson, they will not listen to a single word you are saying. <laughs> so our main objective really as teachers and what we're working as, as an entity in the school is to literally not focus on any pass or fail. Just give them credit and keep motivating them to, to move forward with their work. So it's just keeping them engaged. So I would say, in my opinion, that shouldn't be a main uh, criteria right now. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah. So then, uh, then you're on the on the no side for that one, definitely. So, yeah. so our fifty fifty percent split has now been skewed to the no side, which is which is great. <laughs> um, okay, one more, and this is about workload. Uh, which I mm -hmm. think we also didn't discuss uh, in detail. So 83% said no and 17% said yes to the question, should teachers increase the workload since students are studying from home? Uh, should your boss increase the workload if you're working from home? <laughs> well, you see, that's the thing. I think, I think with us, um, you know, from the, the, the adults, so, so versus the, the teenagers are the lessons and the, and the young kids, I think for us, there really isn't that kind of question that is asked. It's, it depends on your, on your job. So if you're an essential worker or you are uh, someone who's on the front lines, naturally without your boss, boss or no boss, your workload has increased. Um, if you're somebody who's non-essential or working in, for example, in luxury. In, in, in luxury. Mm -hmm. Uh, that is very, very uh, that is very uh, because you will definitely be in that in that place where you're not essential and your workload either has not increased or there is compensation to 
increase it further on you because you're not essential. So that's that's kind of the, I think probably the two spectrums. Um, but if yeah. if you were to ask me this maybe as a teacher or as a student, I would say is to again going back to what you answered in the previous question is to maintain the engagement level first before before saying okay let me increase maybe the workload because I think you need to increase both at the same time. So if you increase the engagement level, then probably you can maybe add a few more workload to the student. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't increase the workload with keeping the engagement level the same. Absolutely. Uh, you also need to keep in mind, Ali, that these students, um, I mean, I'm a subject teacher, right? I'm teaching them one subject, but they are learning several subjects. So they have several assignments. So to me as a teacher, I do not like overwhelming my students because I really want them to learn something out of what I'm giving them. So stacking up piles of assignments where they can easily use the internet to copy paste answers now because they're no longer in the classroom and they have easy access to the internet all the time. So that to me is not learning. They're not really learning anything when they go and copy paste answers into a sheet and then turn it in, you know? So to me, I always like to keep in mind that these students are having several assignments per day. And to me, sometimes I really keep my assignments simple sometimes, you know, where I just post a question where I allow them to discuss it in a thread back and forth, giving different opinions and what they think the answer could be. And that to me is more engaging and it teaches them something rather than just literally shower, showering them with assignments. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So it's just the communication and the engagement. This is how they learn. And it's not how much you give them. It's really how much they give you actually. So yeah. Yeah. we are always, um, asked to be like standby in the classroom you know we throw something in for them but they need to come with the product so yeah, this they, is how we're yeah. focusing yeah yeah they definitely have to you the more you give them i think the more you'll get out from from them as well um yeah final question and this was from our uh, followers i think we may have touched on this but maybe take a crack at it if you uh, want to say what is the one thing so in what ways has distance learning been more effective than in-person teaching? Um, so maybe, maybe you could say what is, maybe we could adjust it and say, what is the one thing? And this question came from our followers at end small talk, check those guys out. We had them also on episode 19. So yeah. Um, what do you think? Well, um, to be honest for me, um, I believe that they learned quite a few things. But what I would focus on is independency for sure. They definitely learned how to be more independent. Uh, they don't have the physical aspect of a teacher around them all the time. So they have to count on themselves sometimes to get the work done and do the best that they can. And they did actually learn a few things on their own. And they're confident now with a lot of things uh, that are related to learning purposes on the internet, whether it's PowerPoint or Word or Google Docs or Google Slides. Uh, so it all goes back to the main point, which is independency, right? And the fact that they had access to all of that um, 
learning on the internet actually prepares them, like we said earlier, it prepares them to, uh, the, for the future, for a working life, for a career. And um, the fact that they're also, uh, they have more flexibility at home as well. You know, they're in their comfort zone, so they can produce the best work possible if they want to. So again, it goes back to being yeah. independent yeah. and counting on themselves. I, um, I think that's a great answer, uh, Farah. I think that's a really great answer. And, and um, if I were to say to all teachers out there and parents, look at the bright side, these, you know, um, your kids are now prepared for the worst. You know, they are prepared for, for a situation that, unlike any other um, in, in, you know, for their future. And, and I think they are becoming more mature at an accelerated rate. I see this is the thing. They're getting more mature at an accelerated rate than they ever would uh, if they were in, yeah. in normal situations. So I think as apart from all the negative things that have been happening, I think this is a very strong positive and definitely um, the seeds that have been sown will be uh, will be reaped very 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 soon you know with with because their minds are always just working um, of course a final question for you and uh, it's uh, more about you how are you uh, coping during this pandemic personally personally uh, to be honest I started I'm, I'm used to it <laughs> I definitely adapted to it. <laughs> I never thought I would. It was really tough at the beginning, like really tough in terms of being so active and going to work, uh, hitting the gym, having your alone time to absolutely nothing, just being at home and doing everything from home. But yeah, no, actually right now when I wake up in the morning, I just go like, all right, another day in paradise. You know, like it really doesn't bother me anymore. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. How yeah. about you? Well, for me, um, think, I think the, the listeners might be bored from me saying it, but uh, I think for me, it's been, uh, it's been quite an experience. It's been a, an up and down experience for me, at least. Uh, there are days where I'm super motivated to do things and there are days where I'm not. And uh, I always, I mean, that's just who I am. I, I, I compare to things that I might see online. I should be doing better. I start to push myself and... And when you're not around interactions with people, you can't really get that, for example, interaction or the safe zone that you need. Um, but on the on the good side is, it's finally given me the chance to to learn a few things that I always uh, felt intimidated by, and I never took the chance to learn. and And I've been able to use this time also to kind of work on myself when it comes to voiceover as well, which is something that I really wanted to do. So um, uh, just been bombarding people with, you know, uh, you know, voiceovers of myself. So I think, I think um, it's definitely an up and down phase. And I think that's okay. I think people, everybody is dealing with, with the, the situation in their own way. And I, I don't think this is only just for a pandemic. I mean, you know, even in normal times, people experience the same thing. They, they experience uh, awesome. challenges the same way. Um, and with that, Farah, I want to say that it has been a great, great episode. A lot of insight and a lot of advice and great stuff from the unsung Honestly, hero. No, the pleasure has been uh, all mine. And I'll, uh, I'll sign us off now. 
Um, it has been the Nobody's Famous podcast with uh, Farah Masoud, an amazing, amazing guest. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Anrami, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you can uh, watch us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe and give us a like. It's been the Nobody's Famous podcast signing off.